Welcome all, Steve Parisi here with IBC Global. Hope your day is off to a fantastic start. For today's podcast, uh, talking about cash value life insurance and all things around it, we have a guest, a good friend of mine that I refer to as Captain Ace, but he goes by many. He's known as Dr. Ace. Dr. Ace, how are you today? Great. Good to hear. Good to hear. Well, thanks so much for taking some time to uh, connect today and you know to do, do this podcast with me. I think that our listeners will be really attracted to kind of the story to how we met, but really what you do, because you're an, you're an endodontist, but you do a lot more than that, especially when it comes to finance. Uh, so I think listeners will be very intrigued to see exactly what you're doing it, doing how you're doing it, and really your philosophy around debt too, which is always intriguing. So I guess to begin, I know we've got a series of questions, but uh, the thing that I'd like to start with with you is really your four secrets to financial freedom. Um, so we can get into that if you'd like. Why don't you lay them on me and then we'll we'll take it from there. Okay. I think most people would understand, it, maybe not believe this, but everyone out of your audience could actually be debt-free in probably five to seven years, some people sooner, because they just don't understand how money works. <clears throat> the first secret of financial freedom, of course, is to make more money in what you're doing and then spend less. And so that would be one area I'd be looking in, whether, um, you know, you do a uh, eBay, uh, sell things on eBay or whatever. I had a dental assistant who was uh, my chief clinical assistant who was committed to getting out of debt. And her husband had a sort of a day job of $15 an hour. And so they decided to live on that. And within three and a half years, they were able to pay everything off, including her house. And that's because she had an eBay job where she had a hobby, which I think was uh, selling Barbie dolls online, kind of a hobby. Mm -hmm. But amazingly, she was able to make around 50 grand a year doing that. And um, the only sad part about the whole thing is once she debt -free, was debt-free, she quit because she didn't have to work anymore. <laughs> but she still has her hobby, which makes her good living. So... Uh, so the deal is, is let's, you know, that's one thing. I'd be looking at that. And I have my new book actually has not been printed yet, but you'll get a, I'll send you a link where you can get a copy of it. It's like 90 pages, but it'll tell you the secrets, how to really go step-by-step step on getting out of debt. A little historical context around understanding money. I'm actually from the silent generation. I was born in 1944, which makes me, well, this next month, 76 years old, very young man. And um, uh, back then, the silent generation lived through the, uh, was born in the Great Depression, World War II. And they had steady jobs, they had pension plans, which a pension plan means not like a defined contribution, like a 401k, that you never know what you're going to get in the end. You're basically going to get the same amount of money every year and it goes up with inflation, just like my army pension, which I earned over the past in 20 years. Yeah. And so the thing is, is that back then they didn't have credit cards. Back then you paid your house off early. Uh, back then they had a steady job and a pension plan <clears throat> and they put their money 50%, put their money not in the bank, but in actually whole life, uh, cash value, whole life insurance. And yeah. they lived very well and they didn't worry about the market going up and down. They weren't investing. Now, the baby boomers are different. They have credit cards. They have uh, long-term debt. They, they had um, uh, 
so many different things. I had 401ks. All these things just take your money and make you poor. And uh, once you understand that and you learn that the other secret about financial freedom are, is that um, is to be able to use your debt to make over 100% return on your money guaranteed without risk or taxes. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you love to do that? Isn't that exciting? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. No, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so Will Rogers, he says, the problem with America isn't so much what people don't know. The problem with what people think they know is just not so. And yeah. this is true. I mean, the idea that we've been input imprinted that you have to budget, you have to have an emergency fund. Uh, you should invest in the market instead of paying off a 4% mortgage. You should uh, fund college through 529 plans. You should buy term insurance, invest the difference. Uh, uh, the most expensive home, buy the most expensive home you can afford. You need a mortgage to save taxes. All these are lies. Yeah. <laughs> that keeps us in debt forever. Every one of your audience out there, like I said, could own their house, their car, be completely debt-free within five to seven years, and they have two-thirds of their income to put their money in their own personal bank or their high cash value whole life insurance that would grow tax deferred at 4% and you never look back. It's just, I mean, you never have to worry about money again. Would you have to work that hard? So let me just talk just a little bit so you can understand what I'm saying. Uh, there's a calculator out there. It's called uh, Dr. Calculator, Carl's Mortgage Calculator, that basically you look at and see how much interest you have. Now, I challenge every one of our attendees today to go look at their mortgage rate. That means how much they're paying on mortgage. And here's an example of a $300,000 house for 30 years and with a basically 3.6% mortgage, okay? You think it's 3.6%. Well, if it was 3.6% of your monthly payment, it would be very little, maybe $100. Mm -hmm. But in reality, if you look at your principal, how much goes to principal, and this is important, yeah. and how much goes to interest, in that loan, $400 the first month goes to pay the house off. $1,200, $1,200 pays the interest. You'll never see that again. Is that a 3% mortgage or is it a 300% mortgage? Right. So the fastest way, would you like to make 300% return your money guaranteed? I'm offering you this without taxes. Mm -hmm. Pay Simple. off your debt. Yeah, pay the debt well, first. You take, you take an extra $400, you pay the next month payment. Mm -hmm. You eliminated $1,200 that you'll never have to pay again in your life. Wouldn't that be great? And we, if you follow this path, that's why you're, most people will be out of the debt in five to seven years when they start focusing on debt first. And then the idea in that same loan, well, you can write off the taxes. No, the interest in that whole year is $14,000. The standard deduction is 24,000. What do you want, the 14 or the 24? It's just a way to keep people in debt for life. And uh, once you understand that, it's, um, uh, you, you, you'll learn to focus on paying off debt once you're debt free. Mm -hmm. then you can focus on p creating your personal bank. Now, if you already have a personal bank, for example, or what would I call is high cash value, uh, whole life insurance that we, you know, that I purchased through Steve, then uh, basically you can use that money. Uh, if you want to pay off debt, I'd be borrowing from that first uh, to pay off debt and I'd earn more money and pay more debt off. Mm -hmm. And you have to do this like, through the snowball approach of paying off debt. So, um, 
that's important. Another thing I would want to talk a little bit about is your retirement plan. Your retirement plan, even if it's matched, and I, I'd probably take the matched funds, but even if it's matched, it's controlled by the government and, and you can't take it out without penalty or 59 and a half. You're basically, a lot of people think, well, I have an advisor and a mutual fund. Advisor takes 1%, the mutual fund takes 3%. If you ever read anything by Jack Bogle who created Vanguard funds, a 3% fee will take over time 70% of the money it makes. Oh yeah, it adds up so, so quick. 70%. Mm -hmm. And so why get involved with the market? Why put your money in a 401k? I mean, I've had 401ks and I've had defined benefit plans. At the end, I had almost the same amount of money I put in when I really looked at it. It is just another one of those lies that they've taught you to keep you in debt forever. Mm -hmm. And let's break this pattern. So I'm, I'm with you. So I've got a, a couple of questions that I know you and I have talked about because when we first connected, which we'll get into that story, um, you had a lever, level of understanding around cash value life insurance because you had worked with other agents. But when the topic of debt came up, you've engaged with a lot of financial professionals that will often talk about, hey, instead of paying off the debt, hold your debt as long as you can, take a 30-year stretch mortgage, pay the absolute minimum towards debt, and then reallocate the funds typically into life insurance or somewhere else where you can earn a higher rate of return and then pay off the debt. And, you know, I came up in that strategy. I was trained in that system at one point in time. And I, I see it. I see the numbers, how you can make sense of them in a way. But at the same time, you know, how I look at it is, call it from a business perspective, if I want to present that, that to someone, okay. But I also am a huge, huge fan of presenting paying off the debt first because one, from a mathematical standpoint, I've seen your math and you've got your calculators on your website too uh, that anyone can go on and check it out. But in my mind, if you pay debt off first, aside from the rate of return standpoint, the peace of mind factor that someone has where they don't have that burden of thinking, I got to pay this debt off or I'm thinking about it all the time, that's out the window. And then two, if you don't have any debt, all of your cash flow, it's, it's coming in hot. <laughs> yes, there's nothing attached to it. Two thirds of what Americans pay goes toward debt. Mm -hmm. And so basically they're living on a third. Just think about having three times the amount of money to live on. Yeah. Debt free. That, that's the thing. And you can attest to this, and especially in your, on your coaching business as well. When I look at individuals that take out cash value life insurance policies, whether they're purchasing for cash accumulation, they may have a, a need or desire for the long-term death benefit as well. There's a clear, clear difference when you look at individuals who, who is leveraging debt versus the guy or girl that's debt-free. The amount that they are paying in or equip the policy, I mean, you see that often in the uh, mid six figures, right? Between two and 500,000 per year, they've got the ability and they're paying into a policy and they're comfortable with that because they don't have any debt. And, and it's not like it's going, I mean, it's basically going into a bank. I mean, the cash is there, you can get it anytime. So it's not like I've lost the money, I can't get a hold of it. No, you can grab it anytime, which is really interesting. Now, just to clarify that, it, you think that's, we have been imprinted to think that it's a 3.6% loan. On the mortgage. It's not, yeah. 
It's a 300% loan. I challenge you to go and look at your mortgage and watch how much goes to interest. You'll never see again. All that money, all that interest money, in the example I gave where 400 only went to principal and 1200 went to pay yeah. the interest, that's your money. Yeah. That $14,000 a year is your money that you could have kept when you were debt free if you just paid it off early. Yeah. And uh, so when I, so it's not a 7% in the market. Sure. I'd rather have 300% by paying off debt. Mm-hmm. And here's another thing we have to look at your home. When it is paid off, they say, oh, your, your equity's locked in your home. You can't use it. Well, first of all, you can always borrow against a paid off loan. That's not an issue or get if you need money, but you won't need it because you have your bank. More importantly, you have to see the paid off home as a, a long-term bond. Now, remember, every month you pay have to pay something for your mortgage. When the house is paid off, that money is yours. So it's like you earning that money or money you don't have to earn. So basically, it's like a long-term bond, safe, protected, you're in control, no one owns you. That's, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. When, you're, when you have debt, someone owns you and they always want to own you because yeah. they have control of you and your life and how things go. So when you're completely debt-free, every one of you could focus your money. I have a step-by-step approach to snowballing it. It's on my website. My website is uh, uh, Dr. Ace. I don't know how I came up with that name. Um, (laughs) But uh, it's spelled D-O-C-T-O-R-A-C-E and uh, dot com. And I have uh, a lot of interesting things on there. It's all free because, you know, I have a day job and, um, you know, doing root canals. But uh, it, this, is, this is basically my legacy, passing this on. And I just, I, 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 and I was thinking about our meeting today and I sent uh, my new PDF for my new book, which will cover step by step and really inform you in depth, uh, probably better than uh, Steve does, on whole cash value, whole life insurance. You know? Definitely, yeah. Definitely. It definitely will do a better job than me. Um, a question I have, so the, the idea of paying off your debt really just to be debt-free, which allows you to do so much more. You mentioned that it's not your day job. I mean, you don't make any money, kickbacks, nothing off of teaching people how to do that. What? So you're an endodontist to the root canal, so helping people with their teeth, which is great. But you've got that, and you also have a coaching business where you actually help. Uh, if you want to go into that a little bit as far as who you help, what you're your job or jobs, you can say if you'd like to go into the endodontist side is. Uh, but on the coaching business particularly, I think that will be interesting uh, for listeners to hear how you help them with their practice as far as increasing revenue, but then also what to do with their money afterwards, which ties into what we were just talking about in debt. Well, that's true. The uh, I've been, um, well, just to give you a little background, I was in the army for 20 years as a dentist. I was part of the drill team. And, um, or whatever you want to call it. And uh, so I retired as a colonel uh, in the army and it was, um, uh, then I went into private practice and I made a lot of mistakes because I didn't have a coach to help me through the process. Fortunately, you have Steve to coach you through this process if you want to be involved with, uh, you know, creating, um, you know, selling insurance or especially this type of insurance. So that's, that's a good deal. And so I made so many mistakes, but I brought someone in to advise me on how to be, make my business much more efficient. 
probably one of the, I probably should use that as one of the other secrets is find someone that can coach you, someone you believe in, find a mentor that can, whatever business you're in, be open and to let them help you through the process of making your business much more profitable. So I can take an average endodontist and I can go into their practice and I can double their net. I mean, yeah. just with modifying their systems are so inefficient, most dentists are. And if and once I do that, they have twice as much money, actually almost seven times as much money as they can put away toward debt reduction. Mm-hmm. And that's why I recommend that um, those that are business owners, there are, are good people that really run business. Matter of fact, what I tell my local dentists is that they should find the dentists in town that love what they do and are very profitable and go watch them work. You should do the same, whatever specialty you're in or whatever, and or take courses that do it. And if there are, there is a coach, and I want to make sure that uh, they have, he or she has good history behind them that they can prove that they have improved businesses. And this is the result they got. Right. I want to talk, I want to talk to the clients they've had and whatever. And it's amazing. You could probably double your net. And, and that actually is like a, 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 a rocket booster to get you to debt free even quicker. Absolutely. Okay? Or even make yourself more valuable at the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. But focus on debt reduction is the fastest way. Get rid of any money that goes out toward retirement plans or, you know, vacations and whatever, and do snowball it. It's, it's that simple. And I, I do it step-by-step step on my website. Yeah. yeah, And your website and your seminars, I've seen you do it as well. Um, it, you know, and I like that about your style as well, where you're, you've got, call it this, ex, I call it exclusive, this elite group that works with you. They're all endodontists and dentists. Um, so they help fix their teeth, which is good. But what you're helping them with is exactly what you just said. Hey, how do we make you more efficient from a business and personal development standpoint so you can just hum at 100 miles per hour? And then once you've got the money, what do I do with it? Because most financial advisors or other financial professionals are going to say, well, here's the portfolio, what we want to do over here, where more so your approach is, okay, based off of all my years of experience and trying everything, Here's what works, and it just so happens to copy the ultra wealthy, the one percent, which I'd put you in that category. Um, it's effective, so you're teaching others to duplicate exactly what you're doing. And the thing that I appreciate so much, it's okay, here's how to increase revenue, here's how to pay off debt so you don't have to think about it anymore, you don't have your money going out the drain, and then. Here's what to do with your money, whether it's the cash value insurance product, whether it's reinvesting your business. I mean, you you go into more than just the personal bank for you strategy, which is good, but it's very simple, just practical steps and make sure that one is following through. And those that have done so have done extremely well for, for themselves. Just the, the handful of people I met when we connected about a year ago uh, down in Nashville. Right. And, and the thing is, is, I mean... I say pay off debt, but maybe the first thing you need to do is find a good coach or someone that can yeah. help you make your business much more profitable mm-hmm. uh, initially and just verify that they can do that. And yeah. then use that extra money instead of, because maybe the first thing is to invest in yourself first. That's what Warren Buffett always says, invest in yourself first. Yeah. And uh, then you'll have the extra money to, um, uh, to basically pay off debt quicker. And then, I mean, why take risks in the market? I mean, I'm a financial expert. I'm a dentist. 
That means I've made more financial mistakes than you'll ever think about making. I have bought oil wells over the phone. I have bought land where I'll never live and lost money on everything. I have day traded and lost a million dollars day trade. I am an expert, but I've got tired of being an expert. Yeah. I just want to be able to be debt-free and have all the abundance I want in my personal bank or my high cash value whole life insurance that I can go on trips, use that money, let them pay for the trips in a way and the money I make uh, you know, off that, that same amount of money. No, it's, it's very good. And also what most people may not know that I am a life insurance agent. <laughs> Recently too, within the past year, just in us working together, that you decided to plunge into that, into those waters. How are you liking those waters? <laughs> oh my God. It took me 20 hours of continuing <laughs> education to get my license. And now, when I think, I, I remember uh, paying you that, I think I, I, I rolled over a um, universal life uh, policy that was, I mean, the premiums were getting up to like 20000 a year and next year would have been 30000 a year. It's like, I mean, I, I would have had nothing in that universal life. So I rolled it over in the, just the regular whole cash value life insurance into your plan. Yeah. And, um, and then as a way of, because I have so much abundance, I can't stop money from coming in my life. That is a mindset, by the way. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, it, it makes it easy when you're debt free because money will just start rolling in your life. But I had to get rid, I'm, you know, I'm getting older, you know, uh, what do I do with it? Well, you know, now you know, I, I bought, I got policies for each one of my children. I can put in 30,000 a year uh, with my wife and I, and uh, I have four daughters. So I put them on their husbands. My daughters own the policy. Mm -hmm. And basically, um, uh, it's just a way of transferring wealth. Yeah. And, and with all my grandchildren, you and I are working on the deal mm -hmm. where my 13 grandchildren, I'm buying $10,000 policies for each one of them, controlled by their, um, their mom. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, so it just, I mean, it's just a way of transferring wealth also as, as you, and each one of you, if you follow this game plan, even at a much earlier age than I am, you will be wealthy. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's just, you know, just don't listen to those people that want to take your money because they, they, they make money every time they take it right. from you. Mm -hmm. And this is a very simple approach to becoming wealthy. Yeah. And, and I mean, no, and, and the sincerity there too, you did when we first connected, I mean, you went through the process. We looked at your situation looked at your personal policy, which performs beautifully. We can talk about that a little bit if you'd like, where a lot of times we get the question, am I too old to obtain a life insurance policy and still have high cash value, which is not the case at all. I'm not calling you old, by the way. Um, but, <laughs> but I mean, it's interesting when you actually see how it's set up where you can still generate rich cash values right off the bat, early break-even point, strong long-term cash value, nice death benefit that's left for legacy planning, if it's set up properly, which speaks to the design. But when you had gotten your license, I mean, that was originally, and there's a handful of people we work with that are similar to you in this respect. It was out of interest. Like, I want to know more about it so I can understand what I'm talking about because more and more people, your your clients, the, those that you provide uh, coaching services for, I think we're asking you, and you were able to, to explain what you had. You had a good knowledge base around it, but it, it is true once you go through the insurance exam, you have access to more resources from the insurance carrier, like anything. When you want to learn it, there are steps you can take to acquire more knowledge, and you did that. And then, yeah, I mean, the commission, that's that's certainly a bonus that 
It doesn't hurt. It's better than a stick in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's neat to be able to have, you know, you have the policy and make it write it out yourself and you get the yeah. commission. <clears throat> Although I'd love to, I'd love to give Steve his commission. I've sent a lot of people his way and, <laughs> and he's doing well uh, with, you know, my dentist because my dentist without a majority of them, over half, half of them are debt free. And yeah. so all the money they make could actually go into it. Actually, one reason, uh, Steve, is the, why my wives, you know, spouses like to have the house paid off because they know they get it in the divorce. Mm -hmm. gotcha. uh, well, uh, did you hear me? You said wives. I'm assuming wives no, is your clients. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> yeah. no, for example, the reason they, they like have that wives love to have the house paid off because they right. get it in the divorce. And that's sort of a joke, but so, I hear you. Yeah, I got. They're going to get it anyway. So <laughs> yeah. To be clear, though, wives of your clients, not you don't have multiple wives. No, yeah. We, multiple. Yeah. No, no, no. We just. I, just I went to Utah State University, but I, I wasn't Mormon, so I was okay. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. But um, uh, you know, the the issue is, is that um, um, that's another thing is just not don't have too many successful marriages. Um, and that 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 is one of my, my advices to many people. Mm -hmm. I hear you. Um, what I did want to touch on was the policy design, because again, when you first connected, you were not licensed. And that initial call, I remember the day you called in, the questions you were asking, I'm like, okay, is this guy like an agent trying to fish for more information? Because we got that quite a bit. We still get that. Um, and I'm fine talking to agents. We've got a, a service that can help them now to expand their business. But you're asking a lot of questions and I asked you, hey, are you an agent? Like, no, 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 I'm, I'm an endodontist. I've got a day job. I'm looking to learn about this. But you had been working with a different group um, that had helped you and clientele with cash value life insurance at the time. So what, what had intrigued you just about our group and specifically with the life insurance policy, what you see different compared to a lot of other stuff out there, because you get pitched on, I'd imagine quite a bit different financial products because you're, I mean, you're well to do. So from that sense, people are saying, Hey, look at this great investment, put this money with me. But then they see you do your due diligence and understand finance to a high degree. Now you really don't have to understand finance. It's very simple. You pay off your debt, you put your money into high cash value whole life insurance, and then you, and you build up your business and you take more time off. And uh, you could do that without doing really anything else. But on the other hand, the, the advantage of, uh, you know, if I, then I'd study, you know, maybe real estate, if you have an interest in that, there are other little things, but investing in the market is not, you know, if you like ups and downs, there's a little trick with, um, you know, high dividend paying, um, uh, undervalued um, um, blue chip stocks, but that's, um, you know, dividends are the secret if you're in, not the rise of the, the stocks, but that's just, that'll be another story. But um, yeah, the, uh, so in reality, it's fairly simple in the way you, way you approach things, but with the other company, and I really like those people, and Nelson Nash, um, I've read their book. Um, there's, um, there's other people out there that I think, you know, explain the IBC infinite banking concept. The thing that intrigued me was that you, because your history working in corporations where they expect to have 90% in cash and 10% in, you know, in the policy um, was what really 
got me very excited about that because that's the way you sold it to the corp for the corporations. Mm -hmm. And um, they were offering, you know, 60% classic, you know, toward uh, cash value and 40% toward death benefit. And, and I've done a comparison in my book and we show that even at the end of, uh, let's say 20 years of investing at age 65, you would have actually more high cash value and more death benefit if you basically did the 90-10 compared to the 60-40. Um, and the one that doesn't have anything initially toward cash values, all whole life insurance policy, uh, you would have actually uh, the lowest amount. And so it was interesting. I went back with them after I talked to you and they said, oh yeah, we can do that. Now I don't blame them. I mean, the point is, is everyone has to make a living. And, um, but, um, so they, they may be taking a, like a 60%, 50 to 60% hit on their commission. You're basically taking an 80 or 90% hit on your commission, but, but you understand by doing this, you're going to get a lot more clients. And basically what is the best interest of the people I'm working with? And that's why I said, you know, and they could have done it because I, once I talked to them, they, matter of fact, I had a policy already ready written for my my son-in-law, and they'll say, well, yeah, I can give you the 90-10. Well, why didn't you give it to me earlier? I think they wanted the business, but everyone can do it. Yeah. But you have, you've got the game plan set up just so it works perfectly. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the 90-10, as far as, I'll call it a max-funded cash value life insurance policy where you minimize the premium. Because a lot of, of the larger carriers do have that 10% minimum. Well, what's interesting is depending on the carrier you look at, some allow you to go lower, some don't let you go 10%, but it is just a means of, you know, if I'm interested in the banking concept, for example, like you mentioned, that's great. However, the number one objection I would always see out there, why people wouldn't move forward with that, is they look at money going into a policy. In fact, at your seminar, I remember uh, someone raising their hand or he might have stood up and said, you know... I was pitched on this concept before of putting in $100,000 per year in the past, but it took me something like seven, eight years to get my money back. I had like 60 to 70% of my payment in the first year. And all I said is, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> right. Absolutely. But, I mean, it's just numbers. It is. It is. How do you just get more, more higher numbers up front and long term, really copying the wealthy and big corporations? So now, but also what you... You know, Steve, you're really a loser in this part. You keep forgetting that there is a death benefit. You just kind of just focus on cash value. Mm -hmm. And yes, you get a little less at the beginning than you put in. But my God, look at the two or three million dollars in death benefit you have. I mean, I mean, this protects you and, and you really become a real winner if you die. I mean, my God, or someone becomes a winner. I'm with you. I have attempted to incorporate that much more into our general education, uh, the whole idea of the death benefit, the importance there, because it is important. Like, I mean, with my policies, I've got a lot of life insurance at this point, um, but I have a value now. In the early years, I didn't really care about it because I was young, not married, single. Now, the death benefit for me has more value than the cash value because if something happens, I want to make sure my wife's taken care of in that respect. Right, so you don't have to deal with the business and such. Now, here's the life insurance proceeds. She's good no matter what happens. Peace of mind factor. Um, and then you've got the long-term planning as well. 
I'm with you. The, the cash value, I love talking about the cash value. I think I always will, but we're incorporating more death benefit in our education. But also, you know, the death benefit has the advantage if something happens to you and you really need like a long-term care right. or you need, um, you know, you're terminally ill and they need extra money. I mean, you you can utilize that, uh, you know, even though you hit, it's more than your cash value that you have in your policy. Correct. Correct. The living benefits feature where a lot of companies will typically always grant you access to the death benefit up to 80% if we're diagnosed with a terminal illness. And then depending on the company and if they have riders, if they're paid for or free, you can often access that death benefit if diagnosed with a chronic illness, which is a form of, I need long-term care to sum it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why don't, one more thing on the policy, because uh, this is a topic I'm always interested in because we, we get a ton of interest here, is starting a policy above the age of 65, where the most common objection you'll hear before one looks at the numbers is, okay, if I buy a life insurance policy, then it's got to be expensive, Right. Because I'm older now, I'm going to die sooner. That's how insurance is priced, which is true if you're just buying a life insurance policy. However, we can take that life insurance policy. I'm going to use the term reverse engineer it, going back to what we were talking about before, where how much, what percentage of money goes towards premium, what towards percentage goes towards PUAs. Instead of just purchasing a death benefit, you had approached the situation more or less of, hey, here's how much I'd like to be able to allocate per year. But really, what's the minimum death benefit based off that figure? And then that way you can grow the cash value. And your your policy was cash rich from the from the get-go and the break-even right around year five or so, I believe. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, the point there is you're never in my opinion, not too old to start. It's just a means of making sure the policy is set up properly from a design standpoint. Well, here's another thing too. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people have their 401ks or going into retirement. And yes, they may be paying 30% now. If you're in New York, it might be 50%. But, uh, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, taxes may go higher. They probably will go higher. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, you know, I, I'm recommending people I have over 59 and a half, take out your policy or, or so much a year. Maybe you would like to spread it over five years, but I would empty my 401k, pay the tax on it now, and I'd roll it into an insurance plan. And you have the cash available. Remember, every time you need money to buy something or whatever, you just take it out and pay it back. And you can actually use your your, your next year's, uh, you know, 401k. But uh, because there are certain rules, like I, I maybe 72 now was 70 and a half, uh, but the, um, you know, if you don't take out minimum distribution, they find you 50%. I mean, it's like, it's not, not real good. Uh, the more I get away from the government, the better I like it. And, uh, <laughs> but that is one area where you're able to utilize, um, even my young doctors, those have had 401ks. I'm recommending that this year, because for the first 100,000 that they take out, they can take out 100,000, pay tax on there's no penalty because of COVID. Correct. And I say pay it toward debt because look at, what are you making in your policy? What, 7%? Why not make 200% by paying off debt? 
when you get that concept, it becomes very clear. Yeah, I fully agree. Get rid and of then, that first. And, yep. Mm -hmm. And also remember, if it's your life legacy. When you have a 401k, and what do your children get? They don't get a death benefit if you die. They get taxes, a lot of them. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And uh, here you have the opportunity to move that money in the tax-deferred environment, where basically if something happens to you, they get income tax-free payments. I mean, uh, your family is protected. It's not like the 401k. It, that does, they don't have death benefits associated with it. And another thing about the whole life policy is you have like a guaranteed return. You're never going to lose money like you did in the market. Right. And it goes up and down. Very, it's about security, safety, know your family stick. You're going to leave a legacy for your family. It, I mean, once I found out, and that was actually number secret, number three was by a personal bank or high cash value, whole life insurance and designed properly like through you. Now, I'm just going to throw out the fourth secret so, uh, so I can complete this before we end. But the fourth secret to financial freedom and personal freedom is to learn to be at peace. And a lot of us carry issues from our past. Uh, my father left when I was three years old. Um, kind of a cool guy, but he was kind of my wife or my, my mother. Uh, well, it just didn't work out. Anyway, then my mother had to go back work. I live with my grandmother in an 800 square foot house in Spokane, Washington. And uh, as a little child, you know, I carried this, the secret and the, the shame that I must have been, a, if I would have been a little better boy, they wouldn't have divorced, which had nothing to do with it. And so basically, I, my, my childhood strategy was to be a good boy. So I always try to please. And of course, pleasers, you know, get a lot of, you know, it's, it's hard to be a pleaser for, their, for all your life. And so sometimes I've had bouts of anger or whatever, but we're imprinted as a childhood, many imprints. It could be, we don't deserve success and we self-sabotage ourselves. We have to make life a struggle because that's what we deserve, you know. Uh, this limiting belief of poverty mindset. And I address these things actually in the book. We have to work hard for a living or when things are going great, sooner or later, they're going to go bad. These are all just imprints and encodings that we carry up. And as soon as we're able to look at different things or get some help in that way, we have a, I have a company called Life Legacy Consulting that I've sent a lot of my people to. It kind of help people address these issues because we really, it's hard to become wealthy if, for example, that if you... Uh, don't, um, uh, if you're not really at peace with who you are, you know? And so uh, that's uh, a little thing that I would kind of recommend. Just learn to be at peace. Get rid of the junk in your life. Actually, you know, there's four types of junk. I don't know if I should talk about this, but it's pretty good. There's material junk. I mean, that's all the, you know, all the, the, the exercise machine you walk by and make you feel guilty. Get rid of it. It doesn't add meaning to your life. Junk is anything that has meaning to your life. There's time junk. Those are all the things that you do that you don't really want to do. I give you permission to stop that, especially you ladies out there. You just keep giving yourself away and then you're empty inside. It's stupid. Take care of yourself first. Like I said, I have four daughters and one son. I teach my daughters to take care of themselves and so that they nurture themselves first. Relationship junk. That is any relationship that you're in that puts you down. And by the way, it might be your parents. And if they keep putting you down, I go tell them, hey, this isn't acceptable. Uh, if you continue to do this, you know, I'm not coming around. 
And, uh, and that's true with any relationship in your life. Anyone that puts you down makes you feel bad or guilty. It's just junk. It's not acceptable. And the last type of junk is called conceptual junk. That is all the things that you have in your, that's all the things in the past that you worried about. You know, the stupid things you did in high school and you keep thinking about it. It's just junk. Yeah. Get rid of it. And then all the things you worry about in the future, we can only live in the moment. Yep. So we focus on the moment and thoughts come in our mind. We have no control of the thoughts that come in, but we have control when they get there and don't go down the rabbit hole mm -hmm. and just keep falling thoughts. Say, no, this is stupid. Next move on. Start thinking about the things you're grateful for instead of all the negative things, because it just sucks your life away. It's no fun. It, By the way, it, stop listening to the news, especially <laughs> now. It's terrible. Uh, stay away from it. Yeah. Uh, you know, that point that you mentioned on number four, thanks for sharing those. Um, in respect to being worried all the time, a lot of people worry about things. And it's natural because there's so much chaos going on typically in and around our lives that, you know, we, we panic naturally. But I'm into statistics, as you know. Um, a statistic I heard, this was a, a year or two ago, I was at the gym one morning, um, just listening to motivational stuff that I listen to all the time. And it was a topic about worrying where most people worry about things and 92% of their worries are things that don't come true. Like they're putting all this time and energy, this mental effort into worrying about this topic, 92% of things that they don't need to. This conceptual junk. It is. And it's such a drainer from a physical, especially an emotional standpoint, but it distracts you from being productive and continuously moving forward. Exactly. It, so, it, 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 it can freeze people. That's for sure. It, it does. And I, I would argue that it freezes the majority of people out there um, because I don't want to make a move like I, I used to do it all the time. I still do, but I try and force myself when I catch it or someone else does like, hey, knock it off and move forward. Where it, you know, with personal development, I mean, we've dumped a lot. I've dumped a lot of money, right? Six figures plus into personal development for myself and my business because we're trying to grow it and help everyone here, help those we work with, make sure everything's set up perfectly. Um, but spending anything on personal development years ago, I'm like, forget it. Like, why would I do that? What if it doesn't work? I don't know if I want to spend the money. I would worry that I would waste money. Now it's like, okay, just push forward to do it because it does work. I've tested it and it has. And my one regret is, man, I wish I would have started that sooner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I wasted the time thinking and worry about worrying about it. And it was a waste. Yeah, I've listened to a lot of tapes when I got out of the military about from Wayne Dyer and a lot, a lot of great people out there that, uh, you know, are sharing great ideas. There's plenty out there and great mm -hmm. books. Uh, the Happiness Equation was kind of an interesting book I just read. But I don't, I'm not a very good reader. I'm kind of a slow reader, but uh, of course, I had 14 years of college, but I, yeah, I guess I had to read sooner or later. But uh, the, um, but I, I uh, you know, things like that keep your mind off those sort of things. And I always ask, how's it working? Mm -hmm. um, when you go through all this worry, I mean, worry will not blow a feather across a glass floor. I mean, uh, it, it, serve, it does nothing. So I'd ask, how's it working? And then what action do I need to take right now to move forward? Mm -hmm. Right. So powerful. Hard to do it when you're in the moment. You know, for anyone that's got something going on, worrying about it, it's hard. I mean, we get flustered at times. But when you can, can take a step back and say, okay, the question you just asked, how's it working? If you can peel yourself out 
of the moment and ask yourself that question, how's it working for you right now? Is it worth it? Or are you going to tell yourself that this was a big waste of time? Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> just say, just, just next. That's yeah. another word I use, next. Or isn't that interesting thing when things go wrong? If they never go wrong, all those are just gifts. And yeah, I, definitely. I, one thing I have found over my years of experience, everything that I've that seemed to happen bad in my life is exactly what I needed at that time. Now I just accept everything and say, okay, what gift is there here? Yeah, you know, and I've come to learn that recently especially I feel like in the past year, but longer than that, where when challenges pop up and I look back in the years of just repetition, just you know, nonstop days, talking to meeting after meeting, phone call after phone call, working with individuals, encountering challenges. I look back at, that, at it now and say, man, I remember some of those issues that popped up. But boy, am I glad that I had them because it's the problems and the journey that really condition you to be able to not panic and worry about things that pop up You're like, eh, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Here's how you handle it. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. And it, and it, and there's, you know, it's just, it all works out. I mean, you, if you're committed to just serving mankind and um, I mean, that's one reason I think I wrote the books because uh, yeah. of the experiences I've had and things like that or created the websites uh, just because it's, it's, like you're saying, it's sharing legacy. Yeah. Um, you know, they should know that I actually, if you go online and buy my book, I make three bucks. There you go. How many, yeah. How many book, how many books have you written up to this point? Well, I mean, uh, I, uh, the, this last group of books, I've written probably about five, you know, okay. some for endodontists, some for dentists. Um, yeah. But also this one is an Amazon bestseller, but I've, I'm, I'm going to, that what I put on is the most updated version of right. my recent book, gotcha. uh, you know, on, on my website, drace.com. No, your books, uh, some of our, our clients, people we work with that are not dentists or in the medical field have read it in particular around the finance sections and they've enjoyed it. And I think what it is, is kind of a breath of fresh air in the sense that if you talk to a guy like me or the 8,000 or 80,000 other financial professionals out there, you get a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, everyone has their unique spin, right? We talk about maximum cash value policies. Uh, that's 1% different compared to everyone else out there. But it's a lot of the same stuff. Whereas getting information from someone that does not live and breathe finance, your profession is you're an endodontist and you coach other endodontists on how to make more money. And then to talk about finance using life experience of ways that you've successfully gotten through it better than most people. I can attest to that just based off your, your position where you're at speaks a lot. People see that like, all right, I mean, this is pretty simple. It goes back to what my parents typically taught me when I was a kid. Like it's just simple stuff. Pay your debt off, <laughs> put it somewhere you're going to have it. And don't worry about it. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it's like, I mean, another thing too, when you really look at where can you put your money safely? I mean, you can put it on your mattress, you can put it in your bank where you get no no return on your money. You can put it in a 0.2% savings account that you have to pay tax on it. You can put it on Schwab money market account where you might get 1.5%, which is taxable or, you know, a U.S. bond, uh, which you might get less than 2% on, which is taxable. And or yeah, you can make uh, you know four uh, percent, you know four to five percent over time with the whole life policy that's not taxable. 
-hmm. I mean, I mean, and it's safe. Remember, inflation is about 2.8%. Right. And uh, you have to at least try to keep ahead of inflation. But also remember, we are talking about paying off debt. We're talking about paying your house off. Maybe your, your home by the lake, your extra home. All these things are like bonds. They go up with inflation. Your house, the, you know, especially recently, it, what you paid for your house will continue to grow up. So it always grows. Actually, almost all we know is, yes, we have downtimes in the markets and things like that. But I mean, in, in the housing market. But um, it usually, over a period of time, is to continue, it continually grows and keeps up with inflation. Yeah, absolutely. You've got the peace of mind factor. Well, let's, let's recap those four financial you know, points to financial freedom, the, your four principles here. So I think I've got them here. Number one, make more money. And, and, and stop spending. And stop spending. So one, make more, spend less. Two, pay off your debt. Three, put it somewhere safe. You've got your personal bank for you strategy. It's a high cash value insurance po policy. That's basically Steve. Go ahead. Right on. And then four, peace of mind. Learn to be a peace. Me. Yeah, that's all. That's yeah. probably the most valuable, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, drugs help. <laughs> we won't. I'm a doctor. Uh, <laughs> no, no comment. Okay, good. Okay. I, I hear you. Probably should end on that one then. <laughs> right on. Well, thank. No, really appreciate your time. Um, thank you so much. And if anyone has questions for Dr. Ace, uh, we do have his contact info and link to his website below. Uh, feel free to reach out anytime. And as always, thank you everyone for listening. Great. Good. Thanks for the invitation. Very welcome. Thank you, Ace. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. Bye.